Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing. We just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. Good morning and welcome to Morning Walk with the Artist Forge. My name is Nicole York. I'll be your host. And today we're going to be talking about validation. So Becca suggested this topic and I'm super glad she did because this one is near and dear and close to my heart as somebody who cannot help but seek it. Um, Validation also obviously comes in a couple of forms, right? We have the internal validation that we feel when we do something that aligns with our desires and our values and we reach goals that we've created for ourselves and we are holding up our own internal standards. We have that internal validation. And then there's that external validation when we are looking for the approval of others And I think oftentimes in the art community, we will hear people say, number one, we'll hear people say, I don't do it for other people. I do it for myself. And of course, that's true. Of course, that's true. But I don't think it's the whole truth. And then you'll also hear other people say, other artists and communities say, you know, don't do it for approval of others. Don't do it for the likes or the shares or the et cetera, et cetera. And that's true, but I don't think it's the whole truth either. Um, Personally, at least for me, I do believe that the external validation of other people is important because we are social animals. And we've talked before about the fact that often our desire with art is to be able to connect with other people. And so we need to share what we do on some deep level. As I mentioned before, we're taking little bits of ourselves and showing it to people and saying, you too, you too, anybody, you, (laughs) does anybody else recognize this piece of you? Um, And so having somebody to connect is validating, right? Now the question of social metrics can come into play here because so much of what we share in online spacings and online spaces do have some level of measurement to them. I mean, we have the algorithm playing games with our art, and then we have likes and shares and comments and all of these different kind of metrics that we can use to see who's seeing it and do they like it and what do they think? And I think that game can definitely become draining, but at some level, finding out if other people connect and agree and relate seems really important to me. So I'm curious to see what you guys think about this idea of validation as an artist, whether that's the self-validation or the validation from our peers or our public. How does that come into play? How should we be thinking about these things? Because certainly the chasing of validation can be draining and kind of mess with our insides, right? So how do we approach and think about this whole topic as people who make their career trying to sell art to other people? I think it's a really interesting question, right? Because you said, you know, about we need the external validation. 
first, let me say, this is something that I struggle with constantly, but you know, you need the validation from your clients to know if you're on the right path to providing products that are going to fit the market that you're in or that you're trying to hit. Um, you need that validation to know if you're doing the, the job correctly or not, if you're in business. I think from the artist standpoint, it's much trickier than that, right? Do you need the validation to feel something inside of you to feel good about what you're doing? Or do you not need anything at all and you stay true to exactly who you are as an artist? I don't know if there's there's one way to do that the way that we're made up as humans. I think that little bit of external validation at any level gives you that dopamine hit, makes you feel good about what you're doing. We always wanna feel good about ourselves. And very few are the people that can feel 100% good about themselves with zero Fs given about anybody and they don't need any external validation. Find me that person and I will study with them. But for the meantime, I think it's just something that we have to determine, are we doing the things that we want to do? Do we feel good doing that? Or are we doing things solely for other people at which point it starts to lead into people pleasing, you know, beyond the validation of the artwork itself. So, um, yeah, it's a really interesting question and something, like I said, I struggle with. So I can't wait to hear what other folks have to say. Yeah, this is another a subject that's, again, I uh, very dear to my heart. Uh, I think I said before in one of the one of our talks that uh, I'm uh, one of my, I guess, needs or things that drive me is, is I, I need to feel like I belong, okay? And, and I mean that in a way where I don't like standing out. I don't want to sound like I'm bigger than life. I don't want to be the odd, odd person in, in a group. So I, I tend to, you know, uh, uh, to, to fit in simply because I need that comfort zone that I belong here. So, so that's one way I usually like to get my validation is do I feel like I belong where I am, right? And, 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 and when I'm off kilter and I feel like I don't belong, I'm kind of working towards getting that validation. But one, one thing that, that for me is, is important is what kind of validation, uh, you know, am I looking for? You know, what does it, what does it hit, right? And for me, there's a difference between somebody saying, hey, you take great pictures, or this is an amazing pictures, or I love, I love your work. And that's the type of validation that I don't believe I need. I mean, I can go on without getting validation for a job well done. And I, and I built my career, and throughout my career, I actually never cared about getting feedback from either bosses or others about the work done. But what drives me is getting validation for why I do things, validation for my core values, right? Things like uh, generosity, as an example, right? Things like uh, the why I do my, 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 you know, why am I in business for photography? Uh, what is my why? So when I get clients that tell me, hey, great work, I had a great time, it's not as powerful as somebody that says, this is exactly how you made me feel and it kind of fits perfectly with my why, and to me, that's the validation that drives me and that's the validation I need, right? And not the, hey, pat on the back, job well done type of validation. It's really interesting. So hearing from both of you, um, hearing from both of you is really interesting in part because 
I can connect a little bit with each of you. And like I said at the beginning, validation is, is, is a core desire of mine. I wish that it was not. I really, <laughs> I really wish that I could be the person who was like, fuck everyone. I do how I want and I live my life. I am not that person. I want to be, um, I want to be that person. I am not. I, I desperately desire validation. And if somebody pats me on the head and tells me good job, I will walk to the ends of the earth for you. I don't know why, but I will destroy the world <laughs> trying to get a pat on the head. It's terrible. I recognize this about myself. And so, so I am in a constant battle to not feel like I need this. Um, and, and I, and there are certainly some areas where I don't feel like that's a necessity for me at all. Um, there are some areas where it doesn't matter what you say to me, I'm cool. And then there are others where a little pat on the head will motivate me to go destroy myself. So that, that desire is really deep in me. I don't know if that comes from growing up as a performer or, or what, but I just need it. And so it's interesting to hear the way that that manifests differently for you both and Basam, particularly in your case. Um, it's interesting that you are able to delineate the difference between a job well done or somebody who loves your work and the reason that you're doing what you're doing. And I would be interested to hear how you actually do that and what that difference actually looks like in practical terms because i don't often see any practical difference between the two so i'm really interested to hear how you delineate those things because that may be helpful for somebody like so nicole me. You, today for some reason I, I, you're cutting out for about two three seconds almost every second sentence so i missed your the beginning of your question oh no all right let me see if i can maybe yeah. you're, you'd be interested in finding out uh, something i'm going to try disconnect my Wi-Fi and see if that makes a difference. We'll see. Keep going and I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you were able to delineate the difference between two different types of validation that don't seem to have any practical difference in my mind, like from, from the way that I've experienced them. And that might just be the way that I'm, I respond or it may be the way that people have responded to me. I'm not sure, but I'm interested to hear how you actually delineate the difference between those two types of validation, because yeah. for me, there's no practical difference. And so it may be well, really helpful for me to know how. Yeah, I mean, my reaction is to me, it's extremely simple, right? So, and I'll give you, I'll give you very simple examples. And I think, uh, you know, uh, we talked, when we talked about how to critique pictures, right? It's, it's a, it's, I'm going to use that as an example, right? There's a difference between somebody saying, hey, I love this picture. Great work. You did so well, right? Uh, versus, I love this picture. You did so well. And, and I really appreciate how you, how your color toning, you know, conveyed the message you're trying to, to pass. So now we dug one level deeper and hit on something that the artist may or may have not intentionally done, but it gives them insight into, into what made the difference for the viewer, right? So the equivalent of that is somebody saying to me, uh, I, I love my experience, your photo's amazing, I'm so happy I chose you, right? Versus the next sentence which says, which says, 
And you are such a generous person and I really appreciate it. So now you've hit on that core value that drives me day in, day out, that I do need validation that is actually paying off in my relationships. Does that help? Yeah, I mean, it's that's actually super interesting. So in a big way, it's validation for your personhood and not necessarily exactly. for your actions. And the impact right. that I had, that is related to my personhood, I guess. Okay, that's interesting. So maybe that is kind of the, um, the difference then, because I think for me, when somebody compliments my personhood, it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, and when somebody compliments my work, I get really excited. <laughs> I'm like, yay, I have done a good job. And so it's, it's really interesting to see those difference, differences. And I, I don't know if we were to psychoanalyze it, I don't know if my discomfort with the compliments of my personhood are because I'm either comfortable or uncomfortable with my personhood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's, we do that's notice that, Nicole. Into. We do notice that, at least I do, when we're interacting together, especially when, you know, when our, on our weekly, our weekly get-together, uh, this team here. Uh, we notice that. So whenever we compliment you, you kind of try to kind of defend yourself or, or talk, your, talk us out of it, <laughs> right? So there is something there, yeah, and I'm curious to know, you know, what, what drives that and if anybody else has that... Uh, you know, that, 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 that feeling. Yeah, I am as well. And you know what, as you were, as you were saying that you recognize that, um, that's so sad. Um, <laughs> it kind of made me, I think part of it may be that I don't believe I deserve that because I know myself well enough to know how many faults I have. Maybe being one of those people who are very deeply introspective, and I, I feel, of course, none of us see ourselves clearly, but I feel like I'm able to recognize those imperfections. And so in a way, sometimes compliments can feel like insults because, not because they are, don't get me wrong, I recognize the difference, but because it's as if, it's as if somebody is, anytime somebody compliments me, it feels like they're saying I fooled them really well. That's what it feels like. Um, like, <laughs> like, oh, great. I've done a great job lying to everybody again. That's what it feels like. And it's not that that's true, but maybe, maybe that's why I'm in therapy. <laughs> that's terrible. What a terrible thing to think about yourself. Maybe we need coaching this conversation. I know. I miss David so much. Um, yeah, so that's really interesting. And, and those differences between where we're seeking and where we're finding that validation um, and how those, how those two different things feel differently depending on who we are as people. And so it makes sense that if I'm uncomfortable with validation coming from who I am as a person, that I would be kind of desperately looking for it in the things that I do. Um, ooh, great. I didn't think we were going to get into deeply psychoanalyzing me, but that's, that's my start for today. That feels wonderful. Um, somebody else jump in. Well, it wasn't me. my intent. It wasn't my intent to do that, and I hope it. No, I no, I know. Create I know. something here that shouldn't be created. Nicole, no, you're doing no, a job. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, pat on the back. Pat on the We're back. Pat on the back. Um, 
Yeah, no, I I know you I know you didn't. Um, I'm I'm the one that brought it up just because it's 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 fascinating to me the way that our brains work differently and why they do. But moving on from that, um, we're gonna bug Kat and Becca and then ask our friends in the audience. Um, if you are here today and you have thoughts on this idea of validation of how and why we seek it, the different ways that it matters to us, and the question of really should it matter? Should it matter what other people think of our art? Should external validation be something that we're seeking? Go ahead and raise your hands and we will get to you after we have kind of gone through the panelists today. But yeah, for the both of you, what are your thoughts on this whole idea of validation? So I definitely was going to say exactly kind of that point that you just hit about yourself, that I think there is a, a tightly tied relationship between internal validation and that external validation. And maybe even kind of think of it like a bucket, right? And that bucket has to be filled in some way. And whether that's being filled by ourselves or other people is then kind of up in the air, right? And uh, to push against what Matt said a little bit about, you know, people not needing, like no one not needing external validation. Um, I, don't, I don't know enough about Buddhism to speak to this uh, fully, but I mean, I feel like that is a large tenet of some of those um, philosophies, I suppose, is really finding that internal validation in yourself and rejecting that from other people. And I, I know in my own experience, um, like my own level of social anxiety raises exponentially uh, when I'm not, um, when I'm not confident in whatever it is that I'm doing or what I'm saying. So then I need to be validated by whoever I'm interacting with because I'm not providing that for myself. And I've actually found that that's gotten worse as I've gotten older. Like I've kind of moved past the, the ego of youth into that more like philosophical pit of I know nothing and this is true wisdom and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about ever. Um, but other times when I am fully confident in something I create, whether that's artwork or something I have to say or something I really truly believe in, I don't necessarily feel the need to persuade people to believe that or for them to validate that idea for me because I'm providing that validation for myself. So I do think there is a direct relationship between both the internal and the external. I'm going to let Matt respond to that, but really quickly, Becca, as you were talking, there's a kind of clicking noise that's accompanying and I'm not sure if you're walking. Oh, yeah, that's me. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, yeah, no worries. I just wanted to, to grab it just in case it was something you could control. I'd be like, oh, man, grab your microphone, woman. Okay, it's done. It's done. <laughs> or, or something. No worries. Cool. All right, Matt, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, with Becca 100%. I think, you know, some of the, the tenets that I hold dear are that, you know, that internal validation doesn't need anybody else. And that, you know, there is that sense of self that you can always come back to and especially when you're creating something that you know is pure and good absolutely um my point in that and kind of probably miscommunicated is that we're just faulty human beings the way that we are so as idealistic as we might be i know or at least for me as idealistic as i am and as much as i try to avoid um thinking about other people's validation for what i do it just kind of sneaks in. It's always there, right? I've got almost 50 years of <laughs> weird negative self-talk on a daily basis. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a goal that I always strive for, but don't always hit. But I agree with exactly with what you're saying, Becca, 100%. Totally. I mean, we are faulty animals, right? Like we're, we're pack animals. We need 
like inherently most of us need to exist on a social level, right? So like, how are we going to, you know, find a mate and have babies and, you know, fulfill our biological purpose? We need someone to validate us, right? So yeah, I mean, it is something that it's kind of inherently human. And so how do y'all think that that ties to art? So if we recognize that we have certain levels of internal validation that aren't very easily touchable, right? Um, when we're when we believe in the core of our values of who we are, um, and we have that kind of that internal set of standards or other things that we know we can live up to that we can reach on our own, and other people can't touch that as easily. And then we have those areas where confidence is less, where we need that validation, that kind of social acceptance. Um, how does that then relate to us as artists? Because the position as an artist, of course, is to create and then to share. And whether that share results in selling or just the point of sharing for the purpose of connection, I made a thing, I hope you like it, and that's all, which is perfectly great. Um, where does validation play into that? Because we've obviously seen both sides of the equation from artists who are getting their heart broken because of the lack of validation whether that's from their family or from, you know, social communities versus the artists who um, are finding validation and then seeking it purely, right? So um, that's obviously two ends of the spectrum. We have the side where none is happening and then we have the side where we are getting a lot and it becomes the driver for everything and all of a sudden some of that identity starts to get lost in that drive for validation how how do we look at this truism and then relate that to art so we can have a relationship with validation that's healthy i don't know that there's necessarily see here's the thing about validation or should we call it affirmation okay, if I'm sharing something purely for the sake of the desire for somebody else to validate me that it's good or pleasant or, you know, insert thing here, if that's the only reason I'm sharing it, maybe there's like something to, to look for there. But sometimes like, you know, we want to be able to, to have people connect with our work because it is an extension of self. So, like wanting it kind of an ego bump or, you know, a pat on the back. Like, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that. Like words of affirmation are, that's a love language for a reason, right? Because that's how some people connect with others. Um, just simply by, by hearing or connecting with language. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent like, oh, she's just doing it for likes. Well, so fucking what? Maybe she is, maybe she's got something she wants to promote and this is the best way that she can promote to reach a wider audience to, to move forward. That's the whole point of social proof. Like, I, I, I don't know that we should necessarily be looking at validation as a purely negative thing. No, I agree. And, and I don't think it is a purely negative thing. I mean, as I mentioned, I have a deep desire for it. Um, but do you think that there comes a point where that validation in a way becomes like a drug? Um, because I have certainly noticed a tendency in myself, if I'm not careful, and I mentioned, I'm aware of this imperfection in myself. Um, I have certainly noticed if I'm not careful, 
that I will fall into the cycle. I need create, validate, create, validate, create, validate. Like I must have somebody tell me I have done well. And if I can't get that, I start to have issues. (laughs) It's so terrible. Oh, you guys are just hearing all the worst parts about me this morning, but it's, it's, it's a thing I will make. And then if I don't, if I, if I start to lack that, or if I go a long time between having that validation, I start to get a little bit depressive. Like I need to have somebody tell me I did a good job and I must share something somewhere or make something, even if it's just, I show my kid and I'm like, look what I made today. And they're like, that's cool, mom. I'm like, okay, I'm all right again. I mean, do you think that there comes a time when this, this, this need and whether that's um like a dopamine hit, I'm not sure what it is, but do you think there ever comes a time when that desire can all of a sudden drive us in unhealthy ways? Sure. Of course it can. Um, you know, like everything in moderation, right? Um, and when it becomes a distraction, like I'm spending, say I'm spending X amount of time on Instagram and Facebook, just posting whatever, just for, if I'm posting it purely for the validation and avoiding other priorities because of it, because of it, that's when, you know, like, you know, you need to take a look. Right. Uh, but that avoidance is your red flag right? What are you avoiding by constantly posting on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or da, 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 da. Like that's not doing you any good. A lot of the things I run into with my students, like I had one ask me last week, um, she was asking about conversion, right? And well, I need to know what kind of conversions I can expect from social media. And I was like, right now, social media is purely for credibility and brand awareness for you. Like you're not gonna have any conversions. So what you need to be doing on social media is posting just to start building that algorithm in your favor because nobody's gonna see it for like the next four months, except for like your mom and your sister and me, right? But what's happening is they're, they're putting all of this credence into all of this work for validation. And eventually that validation will start coming because the algorithm will start working in your favor. And that feels really good. Like, oh, holy shit, people are finally seeing this. This is great. And then you kind of dig in there, but now all of a sudden you're avoiding all of the in-person networking. Now all of a sudden you're avoiding all of the one-on-one connections you could be making in person, on the phone, reach outs, you know, typical prospecting that is going to deliver you a higher conversion rate because you are getting the dopamine hits because social media is working in your favor. And that's when you have to take a look and go, okay, I know that I need to be more structured and more intentional about how I post on social media and like, okay, I don't need to post again right now. I need to look at my priorities and say, okay, well, I know my conversion rates higher when I connect with people in person. So that needs to be my priority. And then this over here, this validation that I'm getting now that the algorithm's working in my favor, like I can take advantage of that, but I need to make sure I'm doing that strategically. I really like the idea of looking at what we're avoiding as a kind of barometer to ask ourselves: am I still in a place where my relationship to this thing is healthy? 
because I think that that's a really good, I think that that's a really good way to look at it and an interesting one that I would not have thought of. And it makes a lot of sense that if, if I have a not very favorable view of certain parts of myself and I don't want to get the validation or I'm not getting the validation or whatever it is in that way. And so I'm looking for the validation in my actions or my creations. Um, I am avoiding dealing with some internality and I am replacing that with some externality. So it is really interesting to ask, what am I avoiding by this behavior as a way to say, okay, is this thing still in a healthy place? And if it's not an act of avoidance, if it's, um, I'm doing this for et cetera, et cetera reasons, I recognize I'm getting some validation out of it and that's great, but I'm not driven entirely by that. It is a, a byproduct or it is a, um, it is a, an extra goodie, right? Like, yes, I'm getting it, but it's not the driving need of my soul. Maybe that's a really good way to look at it. I'm obviously thinking my way through this as I'm speaking. So forgive me if I'm not <laughs> super clear with that, but. Sure. I, I mean, it's the same as, you know, when somebody's, this, 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 uh, this line I'm about to draw is pretty funny. Um, when somebody is going through recovery, right? They're going through recovery and one of the first tenets that you sort of build that understanding of recovery on is dealing with all of the unhealed trauma. And the way you look at that is by saying, okay, what are you avoiding? What are you escaping? by doing this behavior, right? And that behavior can be drugs, it can be alcohol, it can be sex, it can be anything that gives you that dopamine hit that allows you to not pay attention to that thing you're avoiding. So that goes with any behavior, right? If you are doing something, okay, yeah, that feels good, that validation is great, but is it? And if it's not doing any harm, you're not, missing out on anything by engaging in it, then by all means, go for it. But if it becomes something that's habitual for you, any kind of habit should be addressed and at least recognized as being a habit. And is it good or bad, positive or negative? Is it benefiting you or is it hurting you? If it's hurting you, then you need to take a look at what it is that you're avoiding and not dealing with by engaging in it in the first place. You know, some people can work out too much. Uh, yeah, 100%. Right? So the same thing could be said for validation. And if words of affirmation are your love language or are one of your love languages, right? Like it could very well be a great part of your day to be like, I'm going to post this thing and hopefully people will connect with it and tell me I did a good job. But even the people that are connecting with it, even if they don't say a word, just the like button is enough. It's all about connecting with what is your reason for posting in the first place. And that intention is what sets the stage. If it's pure, like, so, okay, if I post a self-portrait and I get some good bounce on it, yeah, like, sure, that makes me feel good. But the act of creating the self-portrait is where I connect with self.
processing, processing. Um, I think there's a lot for me to personally unpack in that. And, and the reason why this is such an interesting subject is how much I'm recognizing bits and pieces of myself in the conversation and noticing things that I do. I mean, um, escapism is one of the beautiful things about art to me. And I may now just be realizing how much I actually have to escape from internally. Um, and of course, not in every way. I don't want to make the mistake of making it seem like I'm some deeply unhappy person who doesn't like myself. This is not true. Um, I'm, I'm very comfortable in general with who I am. I have a really blessed life. But of course, as I've mentioned, there are things in my past that are difficult to deal with. And every now and then, my mom says that sometimes things come out sideways, meaning sometimes things that we have not dealt with will manifest themselves in unexpected ways because there's nowhere else for them to escape from. And so they will squeeze through holes or just come out in ways that you don't expect. Um, and every now and then something will happen that will allow me to see that that is what's going on. And I'm starting to wonder how much of that now comes out in that need for validation and then creating as a way to not have to think or to be able to escape um, and, and trying to share, trying to share that with other people. If you need to escape, here's this, <laughs> right? And so looking at that really deeply is, is, is obviously an interesting prospect for me right now. So I want to kind of carefully step back a little bit and continue to listen and think. And um, Carol has her hand up, so I'm going to go ahead and grab her. And then is there anybody else in the audience today who has some thoughts on this idea of validation, internal or external, how we get it, how we um, feel about it, is it healthy, when it's not, all those things, all those things combined. Feel free to raise your hand and I'll grab you. Um, did I see you unmute, Becca? I did. Uh, I, okay, I don't know still if I was going to wait for her. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I was also kind of thinking about validation through the lens of addiction because um, it can very much become an addiction and impact your behavior in that same way like Kat already touched on. And a big aspect of when you're addicted to something, be that a substance or an activity or a person or whatever it is, is that removal of self-responsibility and not holding yourself responsible for your actions or for your feelings. And what you just said, Nicole, about, you know, pushing off that addictive substance of escapism onto other people is very, very similar to how people behave with substances as well. And, you know, there is this kind of behavior that is mimicked in both experiences. Um, so just kind of an interesting thought to have there. Yeah, it is an, an uncomfortable one as well. Um, I'm looking down at the hands and I'm getting a notification. There's a hand up, but I'm not able to actually see anyone. There isn't, but I do want to say I, I take back my uh, my comment earlier about needing coach in this conversation because you guys are kicking butt. They are for real. Um, okay, Carol, let's hear from you. Well, oh, Kat, go well, ahead and then we'll hear from Carol. Yeah, like it, noting the escapism point. I also don't think that escapism is necessarily a negative thing at all costs, right? Like sometimes escapism like can be a very harmful thing because again, it's that avoidance piece, but sometimes we just need a break. It's like, you know, a vacation, 
right? And that way of connecting with self through art is what allows all of us to make fucking art. And it's because we're able to step inside ourselves and say no to the world that's around us and process that world that's around us and within us and create something tangible out here in the really real world, right? Whether that's digitally or physically, we're still creating something from nothing. And that kind of escapism is what has allowed art to thrive and science and, you know, everything in, in the world of creativity comes from that space. So I don't want you to think I say like things like escapism purely from the, the space of, well, she can't deal with the real world. Like, da, da, da. like, it's not like that, but escapism is, you know, another one of those components of, it's kind of like artists that think that they need to be drinking or doing drugs in order to create, because that's the only time that they can access that escaped part of their heart and their soul and their brain. When really it's, no, anybody can. That's just you pouring the tea, right? It's the habit that you have created in order to connect with this part of yourself that allows you to shut out the all of the to-do lists and the things of the world that you know we all have to address on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so understanding that that escapism isn't purely negative is just the point I was trying to make. No, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think you I think you covered that brilliantly. And certainly um, escapism is one of the beautiful parts of art, right? One of the reasons we engage not only in the creation in a, of it, but the consumption of it. So I, I'm absolutely in agreement with you there. And I think, you know, Becca touched on that. And, and of course you did as well. If the escapism becomes purely, right? Like if it, if it strays into the land of it's purely avoidance to a level where it's not allowing you to deal with the issues that need to be dealt with, of course, then you have some questions to consider. And I think it's also important to remember that these are legitimate, um, these are legitimate techniques, right? Like we will all develop certain things that we do as a way to deal with life just in general. Um, and there is nothing wrong with that. Um, it just becomes when it starts to harm you or when it stops helping you. So those are just things to keep in mind. As you mentioned, um, when uh, somebody exercises too much, I have known a, a dear friend of mine who ran her legs until they broke, legitimately ran so much that she broke the bones in her legs in multiple places, small stress fractures, because that was how she coped. And so we have to have to ask ourselves at least, and for most of us, this probably is not a thing, right? For most of us, we're probably not using the creation of art or the validation that we receive as a result of it as a drug, but some of us might be. And it's worth asking ourselves that question and then just examining a little bit to see if, if that's what's going on. Um, and certainly I'm, I'm happy to use <laughs> the drug of art in replacement of some other things um, that I could potentially be using. But as with anything, we need to know what's going on first and how it's happening and is it healthy is it a good coping technique or is it damaging in some way it's a question that's worth asking which is why we so often say guys go get therapy <laughs> it's always good it's never gonna hurt you it's always gonna help you when you're asking these kinds of questions 
Um, so Carol, let's hear from you. Well, you guys raised so much. Um, okay, first of all, when I used to work on the job, I used to say I would kill myself for my boss if all they had to do is give me just little niblets of encouragement or appreciation. And man, I would just, so I so relate Nicole in that way. And that was doing things that uh, I hated. I mean, for 20 years, I, I did administrative kind of work, you know, but it had to be the best, you know, and I had to do it well. And, and just, you know, we, I come from a workaholic family. And so I, really, really uh, needed that validation. Then when it came to art and I was in school and I think about it, I'm trying to be completely honest about about this. Um, and you guys have raised, have gone deep enough that I'm, I feel like I'm getting in, in nooks and crannies here. Um, but when we did the weekly critique, um, we had easels lined up and everybody would, you know, put their work on the easels well I had so much more work done than everybody else it was it was literally embarrassing so I made sure everybody had the easels full and then mine leaned up against the bottom of all the easels <laughs> you know so um I don't, I don't know um but I really I really enjoyed pushing myself and yes I loved getting good feedback and all that. And then now I've done so many thousands of pieces and kinds of work that nobody, most people have never seen. I mean, even when I try and show a variety online, it's just such a small amount of the different explorations, you know, that I've had over the last 20 years, um, 20 plus, I guess. But um, okay. When it comes to social media, I know you can't rely on that for, you know, uh, validation. So I've learned to, you know, yeah, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you get like the amount of views you get. I don't understand how that stuff works. But and then I had one day I got 28,000 views on one piece. And I'm like, what the hell was different about this one? You know, um, yeah, more of that, please, you know. But no, I know I can't count on that happening because mostly it's not even 100 views, much less, you know, uh, all the feedback I got on that one. And it really wasn't much different. Um, somebody said it's because it was within, it was a time lapse of, of my working and it was within 11 to 15 seconds. You could drive yourself crazy trying to figure out what is it that made that one work. So yes, um, I think everybody likes validation. They want to know that their work is liked. At first I thought, no, mostly I work in isolation. I don't, I don't really feel like, I feel like the discovery is what drives me, not the validation. But then as you guys talked more and more, it's like, well, yeah, you know, I do like to come up for air once in a while and, and get that positive feedback and the initial Recon recognizing that I, I do, I do want the positive feedback, although I don't rely on it. I don't seek on it. It doesn't drive my work. It doesn't, I'm going to do my art 24 seven regardless, 
because I have that own, my own drive within me. But one time I had something up at a show and, and this person said, what is it? What do I do with it? And I'm thinking it was this, okay, it was this long scrap of wood. And I had these tiny little pieces of paper that's kind of a mosaic, but they're so small that I had to move them in place with the razor blade. So it was something that wasn't seen that they couldn't relate to and they couldn't recognize as art. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I'm, I'd like to tell you what you could do with it, you know, <laughs> just because, wow, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of offensive. And yet other people, wow, this is really different. I've never seen anything like it. And I like it, you know, I ended up just telling them you can just, if you have a little corner of your house that needs uh, brightening up, you could hang it there. You know, I, I, I don't know. So yes, um, every, I, I need validation. I needed it on the job doing what I hated more because than I do in doing my art just because I'm so excited about the discovery each day and I'm just not happy unless I've produced something every day. That's what drives me more than the validation, but yes, of course. Um, but you know, I, I hope that makes sense. I, I don't know if you understand the, you know, distinction I'm trying to make, but anyway, thanks. I'm done. Yeah, I think, um, I, I totally am with you there, Carol. I understand the distinction. And I think it relates definitely to some of my experience in areas where I am completely confident, comfortable, deeply engaged, um, particularly where my writing is concerned. You know, somebody could not hurt my feelings by ignoring it or by telling me that they didn't like it because it is so deeply a part of me and my experience um, that. I recognize number one, that it's not going to be for everybody. And number two, that um, their opinion of it does not change its value because it's deeply valuable to me. And then, but the same cannot always be said of my photography. Sometimes I create it because I have a picture in my head. Um, but those things I definitely seek validation for much more deeply than I do with my writing. With my writing, it's, it's kind of a different story. So these different areas that we connect to in different ways, as we mentioned in the beginning, areas where our confidence ebbs and flows or that kind of spectrum where maybe on one side we have, you know, we're, we're deeply comfortable, confident in that aspect. And then the other side where, you know, we are maybe a little bit less certain or our usage for that is a little bit differently. Or maybe like you said, with your job, maybe we're doing something we don't entirely love. Having that validation is a way to keep us connected to those things and doing those things. And all of this discussion, I think it's really important for us to ask ourselves how these things manifest for us and what they mean, if we can look into that. And that's been, I think for me, the most interesting part of diving into this idea of validation, what it is and where and why we seek it, because it opens a lot of doors to things I either prefer to keep shut, um, not necessarily consciously, but through repetition, I guess, or um, things that I have not really explored enough to understand about myself. And as somebody who's kind of compulsively, compulsively introspective, it's really interesting to look at as a barometer and ask myself, how do these things connect to my behavior, my thoughts, my beliefs about myself? 
all of that stuff? Like, is it manifesting in this area? And I think at least for me, it is. So I want to make sure um, if there's anybody else in the audience today, if y'all have any thoughts on this idea of validation, particularly for us as artists and how how we can be thinking of it. I'd love to have you raise your hand and come up and share a little bit right before we close. Um, so we make sure that we get in all the viewpoints that we can. But friends who are up on the panel this morning, um, do you have any kind of final thoughts or or any additional thoughts on what has been said so far? Yeah, uh, I was listening to Carol and I can't help kind of making a link between you know what, what she talked about and uh, your comments early, uh, Nicole, about or at least I can't remember who, who spoke about the you know internal versus external validation, and I I, I don't want to sound like I, I'm not in, my intention is not to judge what Carol does or did, but it made me think of when she said that I've always looked for validation when I did my 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 job my you know when I had a job and I I was craving it from my boss and I never got it, and I wonder if if at, at the lack of external validation we develop habits and we develop ways to compensate with internal validation and her her uh, her uh, where she is today where she basically <laughs> i hear she doesn't give a hoot about what other people think she gets validation and motivation from creating art and uh, so so she found a mechanism to kind of get that validation by doing her thing. That's what came to mind again, without judging and, 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 you know, just wanted to share that and see if, if that makes sense. I had that same thought actually, Bassam, about what Carol was saying about, you know, how, how to fill that proverbial bucket, if you will. And, you know, she shared these two distinct differences where feeling, feeling that need for herself, through her art and feeling confident in that, not needing it to be validated by the audience versus that need to be validated by the boss. Um, so I think it, it just really lends itself kind of to yeah. that metaphor. Yeah. And the message is it doesn't, it, it, it's not right or wrong or, or good or bad. It's that bucket. I like the idea of bucket. It's like the bank account has to be above zero, right? And, and, and that, that bucket is full. As long as it's full, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I feel good. Yeah, totally. And I, I think then the, the good or bad really comes from intent, I suppose. And what is the driving need for one or the other? Uh, so in the case of, you know, killing yourself for your boss, that could potentially become very, very unhealthy if you are hurting yourself in that process. So there are situations where getting that validation from a boss or, you know, a, a friend or whoever, you know, is very fulfilling and it lends itself to your life in a healthy way, but also situations where it wouldn't. So I think looking at the intent between why you're looking for that validation is most key. Yeah. And, and to kind of keep going. And again, thanks, Carol, for allowing me to, to use what you said as an example and some of the things you've said before. The other thing that comes to mind is that validation can, can evolve as we evolve, right? What we need, how and what we need to be validated for can change and will change. And I would, I would, you know, Carol has often said, you know, I have these hundreds of thousands of pieces of art and I, I don't know what to do with them. I'd like somebody to kind of buy them from me. And to me, that's a form of validating that all that work that I did is worth something. And I think I'm using Carol's words and please, Carol, jump in if I'm, yeah. So it's just that the point is that that, that as we grow, right, you know, we need different type of validation and different sources of validation. And, and, and the, the, the need of the moment, I guess, drives where and how we get the validation. 
Yeah, the need for money is what <laughs> what drives <laughs> it at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, I I don't expect that that all my art will be seen or used in my lifetime. So I thought about you know doing like a fund after death. So you know um, that would help charities like like. Um, Paul Newman did with his dressings. You know, I have so many designs that could be used in so many different ways. And I'd be happy to think while I'm alive that after death, um, they could be useful. I guess part of that is not wanting to feel like I've wasted all of this time. So I don't know if that is a kind of uh, validation, but yeah, anyway. Um, on the job, the the reason I needed that validation, it was the only thing that would drive me to do the job because it was, I was not interested. And I had some bosses that were very validating and I just, you know, but regardless, I was going to work really hard and do my best just as my own personal thing. But it really helped the job. It really helped my daily happiness if what I was doing that I hated uh, was recognized as good. So there's a different, it's a different kind of driver than with the art that just, you know, <laughs> kind of drives itself. It just keeps leading to more and more. All I can think of, Carol, is how powerful it would be for you to start that fund today and not worry about what happens after your death. Hopefully with you guys, I'll figure it out because I just, that is not my comfort zone. None of that. Nothing other than producing is my comfort zone. The marketing, the business, the um, social media, technology, and it's just all such an obstacle. And I try it and I don't know how to do it and it doesn't work. And I just do more art <laughs> because the art is satisfying in itself. But yes, I would love to. Um, I promised my husband a luxurious retirement on on my designs, and I hope I can get that started sometime soon because he's already retired. Thanks. You know, listening to that conversation was really interesting because um, I recognize as well that the the validation exists in different circumstances in different ways as well. So. I don't think it's always necessarily like one bucket that we have for every part of our existence. Um, sometimes like Carol was saying that validation was necessary because she didn't like what she was doing. And so we need some kind of reward. We always need some kind of reward. It's either an evolutionary reward that exists based on your continued survival, right? A food, a sex, a sleep, a safe place, all of those things reward for behavior that gets you those things. But sometimes we have to do things we don't really like to do. And so we need some kind of compensation for that. And for some of us, the money is enough. And we're like, I'm getting paid, don't really care, I'll do the thing, the money is enough. For some of us, the money is really not enough, at least not enough all the way. Of course we need it, so we're gonna do the thing that requires the money. Um, but we need something additional in order to make it fulfilling and not just sustaining. And so sometimes the validation then becomes that additional thing. And it made me think of this experience that I have with my folks. And I know a lot of people experience this in their marriages. Um, my mom had this feeling 
that she should not have to ask my dad to do anything and that he did not deserve praise for doing anything. If he saw that dishes needed to be done, he should do them without needing to be asked. And she should not have to say, thank you for doing the dishes, honey. Um, because in her mind, you're part of this family. You're a member of this household. We don't get praised for doing our chores. Everybody should be contributing. And I agree with that. But also, everybody benefits from being praised for doing things all the time. Even those of us who handle the boatload of the chores at home. If my husband comes home and says, man, the house looks great, babe, thank you. Huh? yeah, I'm gonna do it again tomorrow, <laughs> right? That praise is validating. Um, and if my husband, who is an amazing guy and he will absolutely come in and just do the dishes if he needs to, the reason he does that is because I would say, hey, babe, can you help me out? And if he did, I would be like, thanks, babe. Now he does it without being asked. But I still say thanks, babe. I appreciate that. Just like every now and then I'll say, you know what? I appreciate how hard you work for this family. Thank you for that. And it's not because we don't, we should do the thing anyway. It's because we should be appreciating the value that everybody brings into the system. And so getting that appreciation is motivating. It's driving. We're like, yeah, you know what you are. Think about it. When we respond and we say, you're welcome, what does that mean? It means I am happy to do this for you. When somebody says, thank you for holding the door and we say, you're welcome, you are welcome to this. It means I am glad that I have done this for you. And that having that, having that back and forth relationship in those areas that are validating the things that we have done means we're more likely to reproduce that behavior in the future. If you know that I appreciate it and you're like, I like it when she appreciates it, it validates what I've done and it makes me feel glad that I've done something good for somebody else. That's a motivating factor. And so in those areas where we are doing things that we don't really love to do as a consequence of survival, having that validation then becomes the, the psychological, emotional thing that we need to fulfill next to the survival thing that we need to fulfill. And when we don't have to rely on that for our emotional needs anymore, maybe the need for the validation changes a little bit or shifts, or we start to get it from somewhere else. And as I say that, I'm realizing that I don't look for specific types of validation. And this is now really interesting to me. Um, I, my relationship with my spouse is not really online. We, it says that we're married on Facebook. Literally, he only has a Facebook so he can stay in contact with certain people in the intelligence community. But um, we don't really share anything of our relationship online. It's a deeply fulfilling relationship. It's nobody else's business. I'm absolutely comfortably and solidly happy in it. And nobody else needs to know that. <laughs> so there's no, hey, everybody, look how happy we are together because we just are happy. I don't need validation there. Um, and so maybe there's something to think about in that as well when we are looking for somebody to say, yes, good job. Um, there, I was thinking about this earlier. There may be some difference there between connection, like the validation of having actually connected with another person versus maybe a lighter kind of validation, like, hey, good job, you get to continue being part of the social circle. 
I feel like my brain is running off in a million directions because I'm finding so many different connections here. So excuse me if I've been blathering for the last couple minutes. Um, final thoughts. Let's get, let's get a couple of final thoughts. And then we'll shut this down before I talk us into oblivion. You know, I was just going to quickly say connection. You hit on that. When that guy saw my art and he's like, what is it? What do you do? What do you do with it? There was no connection there. And it wasn't like I needed this person to validate. But the fact that he was so unconnected that he <laughs> didn't recognize it as, as art was important. So I think you're hitting on something with that connection thing. I'm done. The relationship manifestation is interesting because I know I've definitely seen similar social media behavior from people I know who, when they're posting about all the cute stuff they're doing in their relationship or, you know, writing statuses or whatever, usually they're in a really bad place and they need people to tell them they're not in a bad place. And I absolutely am guilty of that um, in previous relationships also. Like, you know, look how great he is. I need to convince myself that I'm being treated well when I was not. And um, yeah, I mean, it manifests in so many different ways, especially when we have platforms like social media where we can get that hit so quickly and we can perform on this grand global stage. It's a, it's a weird experience, much different than it would be without social media, I think, when we are just performing in person with the people we interact with daily. You know, you bring up a really interesting point that I think in a way almost deserves its own conversation. Um, this idea of the fact that, number one, entertainment is important, right? It's really, really important part of humanity. We've been trying to entertain each other ever since we started telling stories around campfires. Um, and if you have never read the book, is it Catching Fire? I'm going to go check really quick. I have it upstairs. It's a really, really fantastic book about top for top performers um, in all industries, the way that they get into flow states and the neurological effects that that has. Um, I believe that it's catching fire. Let me check next to my bed where all my millions of books are that I've just read. Um, Stealing Fire, Stealing Fire by Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel. Um, I'll, I'll post it in the, in the Facebook group. But one of the things that they talk about is ways that we're able to escape from ourselves and why we seek after that as a species, as, as people, why we seek after that way to get outside of our brain or experience different neurological states. And social media has gamified that desire to such a powerful extent that in a way we have all become performers and entertainers and we are being paid for that by social validation which just drives home the idea of how addictive that can be because we are social animals who require that as part of our proof that we still fit in with society. So Bassam, as you were saying at the very beginning of this conversation, um, one of the things that you need, that validation that you need, that you belong, right? You don't want to feel like you are outside of the group to stand out from the group you kind of just need to make sure that you're in there with everybody and that's such a deeply human experience and social media has taken advantage of that to such a great degree that for those of us who don't have those really strong internal um, roots or for those of us who 
And honestly, let's let's be very honest about this for a second. Um, they've done such a good job that most of us have at least a marginal addiction without even realizing we have one. Because they're masters at this. It's a bazillion dollar industry and they're masters of engineering this. Um, and so we've all in a way become unwilling performers because we require that validation in some way. And for some of us, that is to a greater or lesser degree. Um, so it's worth to bring every, to try to start to bring everything together. It's worth asking ourselves these questions and then doing some of this internal um, experimentation and kind of detective work to find out how we relate to validation in these different areas. And if it is, has it become a drug? Is that what it is for us right now? Or is it just like Kat said, it's a great motivator and it's a good coping mechanism, but it's not hurting us. Um, how do we relate to those things and where is that coming from? I feel like definitely for me, I have a, a lot of work that I wanna do in that area and a lot of things to consider. Um, I don't think that I'm necessarily in an unhealthy place with it, but I do recognize that if I am not paying attention to it, it certainly could develop in that direction. And that's not something that I want. So I think it's just worth doing a little bit of introspection to kind of feel that out and find out what our relationship to those things is. As artists, it's part of our job to escape, to take little pieces of ourself, to make things that connect, to share those with the world, to be an instrument for somebody else to feel and experience and yes, sometimes escape. Um, so how do we think about these things? I think each of us have to explore that on an individual level. And for those of us who may recognize that we have started using this as a drug um, and not in a good way, but in a this has gone too far way, let's not be afraid to seek out therapy. <laughs> I know I've mentioned that before, but we all can benefit um, from hearing somebody who knows more than we do and be able to help guide us towards ways that are more healthy for us to deal with things. Also, I apologize for you. <laughs> If you started to feel like this has become a personal therapy session for me, that was not the intention. But I always am hoping that if I am honest enough, even about the things that are super uncomfortable for me, um, hopefully I can be an avatar for those people who are not willing or prepared to be able to speak about themselves in those ways, because not all of us can do that. So hopefully if you felt like you were me as well, hopefully that was at least helpful to you. <laughs> And you can um, benefit from a little bit of my, my um, whatever it is. I think at this point I've been talking for way too long. So thank you so much to everybody who was here today for being willing to share, for exploring these ideas with us. Um, it was a really interesting and worthwhile conversation. Hopefully we learned something from it. Um, I really encourage everybody to come hang out with us in the Artist Forge on Facebook, where we're having more of these great conversations. Um, come and share your thoughts. That's that's where we get to continue for those of us who are listening in the morning because we're at work and we can't share our thoughts. Please go share them there. I'm dying to hear from them, you guys. Maybe you have some great insight that somebody needs and they're not going to get it unless you share it. So go ahead and and do that so we can continue these conversations. Also, don't forget to go check out theartistforge.com where podcasts and blog posts are going up daily. Basam had a really great one recently about visual literacy and his experience with learning from it. Um, so I encourage you to go read that. And then I hope 
you will have an amazing weekend that it's wonderful and relaxing that you get the chance to make something amazing and that we will see you bright and early on Monday morning at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at 6 for the West Coast and 9 for the East Coast. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend. Uh, ignore everything I've said. I'm embarrassed now and have <laughs> a great day. We'll send you a bill, Nicole, later for the hour. Thank you. I will pay you in exposure bucks. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at the Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible. <laughs>